When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hussey, Titrunk, whatever else you want to call me, I don't mind, I've heard it all before. Um, Going to jump straight in this week, I'm, I'm joined by, as we just discussed off air, MSM scum, The Mirror's Connor Mummery. How are you doing, mate? That's me, mate, that's me. New Twitter bio, I reckon. I, I think so. Uh, I'm very well, mate, how are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. It's been a good stuff. Yeah, it's been a, a a a testing a testing few days in the uh in the world, I would in say. In the world, yeah. Doesn't yeah. it generally? Although in saying that, you know, I've been one of those just generally appalling people that I just have tapped out of it. I haven't been able to but it, you know, more so for just my own my own sanity i am the victim in all of this obviously of the trump regime yeah um but i just yeah, yeah i haven't really kept up with it enough um just cuz you know it's just... no i i haven't and i'm never usually remotely invested in us politics i don't really see why anyone would be that doesn't live there but i mean it's just fucking great seeing seeing what's happening really i mean seeing the baddies lose well, yeah, exactly. Because as I said before, it's been, it seems like it's been a while <laughs> since the fucking the horrible cunts didn't get their own way. <laughs> uh, everyone listening might not agree with that. They might, you know. But no, to be fair, if you like Trump, you're a cunt. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it seems like it's all been going in one direction. I can't remember the last time it didn't. When, when remember the last, when was the last time anyone remotely not horrible won an election? Because it seems like a while ago. I don't know. But, exactly. You know. Exactly. Obama in 2012, but, you know, the people of Yemen might not agree with that. <laughs> oh, punchy. So, punchy <laughs> up front. In. Punchy straight in with it. a, you know. <laughs> can you tell I, uh, can you tell I used to watch, can you tell I used to watch Mock the Week? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's yeah. a, that's a one-fourth moment at Bournemouth, that is, mate. Like, yeah, <laughs> straight on. Yeah. Straight you on at half-time. <laughs> Wallop. It, it, <laughs> um, it's it's also been a, a an interesting time for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. What I mean, when isn't it really? Oh yeah, them yeah 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 those bastards. Um, if we sort because of, we haven't we haven't done one of these since since Brighton, so we'll, we'll kind of go go on to Brighton, Brighton a little bit. Yeah. I mean, overall, it was pretty pretty miserable game, but a nice uh, a nice light at the end of that tunnel was seeing old. Uh, Gazbaz finally announced himself, really, wouldn't it? it back, was, at yeah. the, back at the table. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And I know it's I know it's just Brighton, but that's that and 
Man United away have, have been the two times this season where I really, really wished I was there. Just for I know it was Brighton, but it wouldn't have mattered, would it? If Gareth no. was scoring his first goal since he's come back in front of that that stand, that empty stand. It was just a bit like, oh, fuck, because that would have been outrageous. It was that, and when he first first came on the pitch as a sub since his first appearance. But no, to be fair, I mean, it was a bit of a turgid affair, wasn't it? I was on Twitter at half-time and everyone just, as they were against Burnley at half-time after that fucking shocker of the first half. But it's just one of those ones that you move on and don't really talk about if you get the three points. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Um I mean, I've sort of scaled back in in my excitement over Spurs' title chances and everything. I think, it, like in a, mm. you know, the heart was going big in terms of like we're actually going to do it, we're going to do it, and then West Ham came along and <laughs> pricked that a bit. Um, yeah. And the head still says, you know, we're we're in with a chance to a degree. Um, but the the thing I would say about like the Burnley and the Brighton results is that we've seen over the past few years City and Liverpool getting these sort of results when you know you're watching yeah. it waiting for one of them to slip up and they're they're both magnificent sides take nothing away from that but what I mean is like we've both with both of those teams, especially with like Liverpool last year, I've, I've I remember watching so many games, just thinking, "Fuck, they they haven't deserved to win that one," but they've managed yeah. to get it over the line. And it, it, I think maybe maybe do we need to not be as precious about it and be a bit more kind of ruthless as fans in terms of thinking, "Well, we've won, so that's the important thing." At the end of the day, I suppose, yeah, and I mean. That's what we've brought Jason Arena in for. We haven't really yeah. brought him in to entertain us, which is, you know, fair play. Absolutely has been this season with some of the results. Um, but I don't know. It's one of those we seem to play. It's really weird. You can't really tell if, say, for the Man United game, for example, if that's a tactical plan gone just incredibly well better than most people could have imagined, or if Mourinho was as sort of surprised as we were, like, fucking hell, look at him go. Yeah. It's just a bit of a weird one because we seem to play in bursts as opposed to, you know, one constant plan as in, like, this is what we do, this is how we play. It seems to be sort of 15, 20 minutes, sometimes a half of a match bursts where we look amazing or attempts the first 10 minutes against Brighton. And then the rest of the game is just very, uh, very pedestrian. Yeah, it's it's the thing I find quite funny. Like it's it's Ludigrets we played last night. No, I can't remember if it's them or Lask or it was Ludigrets, mate. I watched every minute of it. Yeah, and uh, even though we won, there's I still sort of came away from the game just thinking like there's still something about us that's just a bit shy. Like yeah, and I don't I I can't quite put my finger on it yet, fully anyway. I think there it's is, maybe yeah. like you like you've touched on there. It's more like kind of the fact we play in these sort of phases, and uh, there's no sort of clear fluidity to what we're doing, and maybe it's just readjusting to that to to a to a new sort of identity, which is almost a lack of identity in itself. It's, yeah, it's very very hard to pin down, isn't it? Really, I think we we may we might have been spoiled with. Uh pretty much just with that Man United game. I mean, 
that's a standout. We played well on the few occasions, you know. Chelsea, you could say the second half of that. Yeah. That, that was a game where you could see the Carabao Cup. You know, that was a game where you could see a very clear plan that wasn't necessarily always going to be entertaining, but with that's, you know, getting the best out of what we had at that time for that game. That, I think that was in the middle of a one game in, you know, what was it? Five games in nine days or something like that. Five games in 10 days. That ludicrous run where we came out really well. Um, I suppose it is when your fixture schedule is like that and at the start of this ridiculous season, it's quite hard to stamp an authority when you're chopping and changing three or four players every game. Um, That's it, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 I guess when you sort of, think that we're staring down the barrel of City, Chelsea, Arsenal and then Liverpool shortly after that as well. Yeah. Just getting results in these games like yeah. not, not I mean, slipping yeah. up in prior to those games is is essential and we're we're doing that, aren't we, you know? What you said about yeah, what you said about we might just be being a bit picky especially with the win over Brighton because I mean if we get that result against Man City or Liverpool nobody's going to be talking about performance, are they? No. Um, but I don't know. Well, I mean, we're going to find out whether we're title contenders by Christmas, aren't we, with the next four or five games we've got coming up? Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I think on that note as well, sort of, I guess, merging two points we've already spoken about already, is on the picky thing. I, I have found that it is great to see Bale getting that the last minute winner. You know, he's, he's sort of known as being that clutch player and it just seemed to be so like it seemed to be pretty perfect that he'd get get a winner in a pretty stubborn game like that in the fashion that we'd seen him do so many times before in the past for us and and that's kind of that's that's what you're signing a player for Bale like signing a player like Bale to do right is to to make that difference because it, it it wasn't really a straightforward goal either. It was pretty understated, but it's like we sort of see with Kane so many times. They sort of turn kind of reasonably difficult opportunities into into goals or into you know almost goals. And Bale's obviously done it in in that instance. And there has been a bit of like already very early sort of like moaning about him on Twitter, which I get it, you know, I think people probably hoping that his first game he's gonna run on and twat one in from thirty five yards and sort of be skinning people and doing this and that. But it, it seems to be that people's kind of measure of if he's good or not is like, oh, you know, it's 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 not really the same Gareth Bale we signed anymore. But surely we all knew that. I mean what yeah. I've taken from what we've seen of him so far is that, like, especially like when he's got the ball in tight spaces, he's just he's he's just brilliant, and you can just see he is a like a cut above so many players who you know Lucas I think is is a an all right player. I'm not I'm not his biggest fan. I think he's a, I think he's a great player when he's acting on instinct. We saw that against Ajax. Mm. We've seen it in other games in the past. He's not sort of the best when you're trying to be rigid tactically, I think. And I'm not sure him and Kane and Son have the best understanding, really. But, you know, he he, he is a sort of decent player. 
and it's not really just to single him out. You know, you could chuck Lamella into this. I don't really want to chuck Bergwijn into it because I still think he's finding his feet. But you get the point. Like there are certain areas of the pitch where players will receive a ball, and you kind of think, well, nothing's going to come of it because we've seen they can't really do anything in those situations. But with Bale, it seems to be already that just the way he retains possession, moves the ball on, or sees a pass that you haven't even spotted on the on the telly so far. I mean, I don't really have any clear examples of this. It's just stuff I sort of notice that stands out with him being There's on the a good pitch. one uh, last night for the Lucas goal um, that Kane set up. But that was a great, great little ball from Bale, just tapping it between the centre-half and the left-back for Kane to run onto and square it, which is the sort of thing we're starting to see now that, you know, you can't really forget that he's not really played consistently for a couple of years. Since that Champions League final against Liverpool, he's not He's not really been a regular starter. I mean, I think he played 15 or 16 games last season for Real Madrid. I'd imagine most of those were off the bench. Um, didn't really have a pre-season this season, just sort of sat on his ass, I think, and played a bit, played a bit of golf. But it's going to take... I mean, Mourinho said he's on a very specific programme of minutes and training sessions and what have you. I think last night, watching the full 90 minutes, we're starting to sort of see see what that's doing. It's going to take a while, but even just if it's, you know, him looking to take someone on, you know, where, whereas he hasn't been in his first few appearances, he's, he seems he seems to have played it relatively safe. You know, not none of the uh, lung-bursting runs or anything like that. But last night, there was a bit of... You, you could see a bit of a spark again and that confidence starting to return, I think. I think it's... I saw... Um, I can't remember who it was. I saw somebody tweet something the other week, that was just kind of like, look, you know, Bale could have come back and been an unmitigated disaster, but I think we can all just agree that it was just one of the best moments in the past few years of being a Tottenham fan, just re-signing the bloke, you know, and the fact he's already scored like a last-minute winner against Brighton is just, it almost just feels like it's, it's sort of validated in itself. I just think... Just try and enjoy it a bit, you know. Like it does, and I, I, I never get this with football fans about things like this. But oh, what about his wages and stuff? As if they're chipping in, you yeah. Know, you, you Especially really not at the fuck. moment, you know. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't really. It's as if that isn't worth a go. You know, if Gareth Bale's available and he wants to come, I mean, I don't know how much of that is true. You know, his agent up until this summer has been saying he's happy at Madrid. He wants to see out his contract. Uh, and then this summer it was, you know, Tottenham's where his heart is. It's, you know, it's always been special. He's always wanted to return. Which, to be fair, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to lap that up, you know. Yeah, of course. Idiots like me are going to be absolutely loving that and take it for gospel. But, yeah, I don't know. I can see why he wanted to do it. He maybe wanted to feel a bit of love and not have little white hankies waved at him for misplacing a pass. Shoes thrown at him. Every time. Shoes thrown at him, pig's heads thrown at him and all that. Um but I just don't get anyone who didn't think it was worth a punt. Like, I mean, this, I know he's 31 and he hasn't really played football for two years, but he's still Gareth Bale. Do you, uh, do you think that Kane's happy with his arrival? Because uh, I've seen a few people say that, that you know, Kane, Kane seems a bit frosty with him. He doesn't seem overly, like, you know, loved up with it. Do you, do you buy uh, it? I don't see why he wouldn't be. I mean, Kane wants to win at all costs, wants to win trophies. We've got a better chance with a 
fit and fire and Gareth Bale doing that than a Lucas Moura next to him. I think you can see that. I don't think you'd have a problem with that. I know he, you know, he's the main man, and Harry Kane's obviously still the main man because Gareth Bale's not going to be anywhere near as good as or effective as Harry Kane is a doubt, especially consistently. Um, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely don't buy into any of that. To be honest, I mean, he's he's only been at the club fucking what three months, two months. They're hardly going to be all, you know, touchy feely and uh, who were and all that. No, I'd already. Agree. And but, I think you, you touch on something there as well in that, like Kane is, you know. It's something that people just discuss here. Kane's, he's just interested in winning. I think Kane probably, you know, there's a probably on a level he quite likes the sentiment of bringing Bale back, but probably in the back of his mind is like, great, yeah, brilliant, but can he still play football? Can he help us win the league? Because that's yeah. what I'm interested in, you know? Yeah, I suppose there is a bit of that, but again, I think can a Lucas Moura help us win the league? Yeah. starting every week probably not I think we've got more of a chance it's a gamble we know it's a gamble and everyone at the club knows it's a gamble but we've got a better chance of something special paying off and happening there than starting Lucas Moura or Lamella in that position every week I think yeah. you've got to roll the dice you've got to roll the dice sometimes and I mean you know the he's just turned 31 to be fair to him and I think having not played regularly for the last couple of years that could that could add a, another year or two onto him, you know, being at being at as fit as he can be and being at the top because he's not play, he's not had as many he's not got as many minutes in the legs as many games as he would have, you know, if he had been playing thirty eight games in the in La Liga the last couple of seasons. I mean, from from what I've seen of him so far, at least, I mean, and with that context that you chuck in there in mind as well, I'd, I'd happily keep him on for another year. Of this, and I, I do, I really do think we probably will, right? Yeah, I can't, I can't see why we wouldn't. I think it's part of the agreement, isn't it? There's an option there. Yeah, and I also is he's Zidane's never, no matter how well he does. That's the thing I've seen a few fans saying that if, you know if he does so well, then Real Madrid are going to want him back. Nah, Zidane is absolutely not having him. He's just not having him at all for whatever reason. Uh, neither of you know the hierarchy there or the fans or. I can't see him remotely wanting to go back there either if, if things do go well at Tottenham. Nah, not a chance. Not a chance on that one. That's the that's the only worry with people are saying about Reguilon as well. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? But, you know, they've got, they got Mendy, who by all accounts is absolutely he's, phenomenal yeah. as well. So, you know, he's a Yeah, I read a thing about in the uh, Spanish press. Uh, Reguilon did a couple of interviews. Said... Um, Zidane didn't even speak to him before he left for Tottenham. Well, apparently, according to Marker or whoever it was, one of them, uh, he had a big fallout with Zidane's son, who I think is keeper. Uh, one of the young keepers at Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, him and Reguillon had a big fallout out. So I don't think, as long as Zidane's at that club, that he's going to be anywhere near it again. I'm actually surprised that Zidane would be that petty in a way that I know. Like, I to know. not realise that you, you know, your son is a professional footballer, he's, he's not going to get on with. Everyone, you know, yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, happy with that one as well. Really, to be honest, like because oh, you've been absolutely, absolutely incredible. He's just an obs- and, uh, he's a ludicrous footballer, isn't he? He yeah. is. Yeah, he's he's definitely. You know, there's, you can see that there's going to be a couple of reds here and there. Oh, but he's uh, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna rev- he's the sort of player that if the fans are in the stadium, oh mate, imagine yeah, him yeah. in a North London derby, like jigging them up, yeah. 
you know. He would be loving it, yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't expect him to hit the ground running like he has anywhere near as much. I thought he was going to be a lot more raw than he is as well. You see the occasional thing that, you know, makes you realise his age and stuff like that. But he just looks so accomplished and so dangerous when you compare him to sort of Ben Davies, which, you know, he's been great. Great servant for the club for I don't know how many years, but the difference, you know, when you've got a Davis there or you've got a Rigui on there is huge now. Yeah, it's it's just beyond noticeable, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. And to be fair, that's the, the only other thing about uh, Hoybier as well, who's he had a rugby first couple of games and people are questioning it, questioning whether he's that good, but he's been absolutely superb since then. And he's another one that you really, really notice if he's not there now, like the first half yesterday and a few other occasions where it's been weeks since Soko in midfield again. He's just another one like we cannot afford to be without him for an extended period of time. It's quite mad really, isn't it? I I still like my uh my my sort of take on Hoybier, just you know, is I, I still I I don't put him alongside like a peak Wanyama for me. Like I, I still don't think no. he's he's up there but it's the fact that we've lacked a player like him for so long. I think is why Banyama got injured, really. Yeah, in twenty seventeen or whenever. And that's why it's so pronounced. Like he is obviously yeah, is, he yeah. is obviously a good player in in his own right. But like you say, it just it makes you realise how long we've been craving a player like yeah. that. And how long we've been playing wings and so good midfield. Yeah, yeah. it's and. It's been sort of pretty maddening, but Jose seems to he does seem to be warming up to a. He sort of tried to bin off Sissoko, I think, and now he's actually seeing the merit of having him as as Pochettino did previously. You know, he 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 does have a a knack of almost making himself undroppable. Does he does? does he just does so much so much work, and he's another one where you notice when he's not there, and I imagine the players. And whoever's at right, whoever happens to be at right back, whether it's Doherty or Aurier, absolutely notice when Sissoko is not there. If you've got someone like Lascelles on in front, which is why I think it might be a while before we see that midfield that everyone wants of Hoybier and Dombele and Lascelles. Because I think Sissoko just to to the fans' eye and you know just to the naked eye in general, it might be a bit baffling as to why he keeps starting. But I think he just does so much and so much yeah. work for the team that. You know, I don't think we're going to get Hoybier and Dombele as so as a as a three for a while while uh, Sissoko's still fit and doing his thing. It's funny. There's almost a little bit of me that is almost starting to see as much as I wanted, like to have the three of them together. There's a part of me that almost sees why now and Dombele and Lachelso sort of can't play together. And I don't, I don't think they're exactly the same, but they are actually quite. A similar player in terms of like their function, I think. Yeah. Um, and I would sort of struggle to see. I think like I don't know. Lachelso maybe like is a bit better at dropping deep and carrying the ball forwards and what have you. And I think probably and Dombele's like close control in tight quarters is just unbelievably good. At it's times. absolutely insane. Isn't Which, it? It's just like his his touch and the way he sort of like turns yeah. is. I've said it before to I think on here that like it's 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 bordering Zidane level in, in places like no it generally is yeah it, yeah he seems absolutely untouchable when yeah. he's anywhere near anywhere near his best 
And he I actually think. reminds me of Zidane quite a bit, just the way he plays, like that yeah. sort of stocky in it. It's it's what you know, it's what people always sort of beat um Berbatov with, that sort of languid style that they have and yeah. confusing it with laziness or what have you. Yeah. Um similar to, yeah, similar to Yaya. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's probably a more complex Venn diagram, isn't it, when it comes to like Ndombele? I'd imagine there is, yeah, but that's yeah, not yeah, for us to uh, no. that's not for us to to attempt, mate. That'd just be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we sort of spoke about him briefly. Um, the worst there was another incident in this Brighton game that you haven't been able to escape from, involving if you uh, basically check the zeitgeist at the moment. The worst human being ever to have existed, Harry Kane. Harry Kane, absolute scum. Yeah. The neckbreaker, the yeah. the man that is Lallana all right? I haven't heard. I don't know, mate. We should. Uh... I'd be surprised if he walks again. Yeah, I mean, he he does have a a neck fetish after strangling a teenager in a in an under twenty one game. It would seem so. Uh, yeah, I remember that fucking out of bizarre, wasn't it? Who was it? Was it Kirkin, <laughs> the, the lad we have at left back or something? I can't was it? Remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I've literally haven't thought about that since it happened. That was a bizarre incident, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, like a man in his thirties strangling a teenager. Like, did Liverpool fans have much to say about that? Or I don't. Yeah, it'd be I interesting. They missed that one, did they? Um, but I mean, I mean, Liverpool fans are, oh, and fans in general, fans are fans. You know, I think there's a. There's a part of me that really a lot of this is is tribalism, right? It's ultimately yeah. if Harry Kane wasn't as quality as he is, the fuss wouldn't be made by rival fans like as in, in as pronounced a fashion. It wouldn't. As it is. No, but I just I'm absolutely baffled about why it's it's always Liverpool fans. They're, they I've, they I've hate him more than Arsenal. They more than Arsenal. Do. I was about to say more than Arsenal, more than Chelsea. Whenever, whenever you see anyone kicking off about something Harry Kane supposedly done on Twitter, it's a Liverpool fan. I mean, they've literally they've won the Champions League and the Premier League, and they're still talking about Harry Kane. They literally everything beat we want us. to achieve. They beat Harry Kane in the Champions yeah. League. Is that not enough? You know, it, all it is, all it's come from is is obviously the season where he's in a golden boot race for Salah, where they said he dived at Anfield for a penalty, which apparently makes him the worst human in the world. Don't get me wrong, I think diving is funny and I'm all for it. Salah does it all the time. Yeah. Is it not the same? Is he a cheat? I'm, I, as I say, I'm genuinely not asked about diving. Nor am I. This is what the top players do as well. It all is. They do all it. do it. And I, I just, it's absolutely baffling their absolute hatred for Harry Kane. I mean, I've had conversations with otherwise fairly reasonable people, Liverpool fans, about it, and they just all hate him so much. But more than more than I can more than fucking Sergio Ramos. I mean, that's something you should you could go on about. That was funny as well. But that's something you could go on about for years. And I'd understand why they'd have a an agenda against Sergio Ramos for years to come after the Salah incident. But what the fuck's Harry Kane done? It's very bizarre. And I I think the thing I find really quite strange about it is it's not just like oh he's a he's a diving twat or what have you. There's this kind of like real want to to reach and to actually it's about like, his it's all about his character yeah it's always say he's a bad he's a yeah. he's a scumbag it's always yeah. that type of thing he's it is yeah he's a horrible about piece character. of work selfish he's a, yeah he's not he's, he's hardly fucking diego costa is he do you know what i mean no like, i know it's and, really and even, weird and even diego costa's a pantomime villain if anything yeah like if we if we actually think back a bit like liverpool fans or at least liverpool as a football club 
proudly backed and got behind Luis Suarez, you yeah. know? And I mean, that's that's a topic unto itself. And I know all fan bases have dickheads and... Of course, yeah. What have you, but we are talking a significant chunk of that we fan are. base. And I, I just I get, I, I just don't get the logic to it. That's all why this player, why, why they direct all of this at this player and go out of their way to just try and bring him down. I just think it's incredibly odd. As I say, they've, they've accomplished everything we've Tottenham fans have wanted to in the last few years and won everything. And they still just talk about Harry Kane on Twitter all the time. Do you think it's because they know that really, despite all their protestations and their mental gymnastics, that he's just far superior to Bobby Firmino, even at the things that Bobby well, Firmino is good Jesus at? Christ. He, he, Bobby Firmino might be getting dropped for fucking Diogo Yossa at yeah. the weekend. You know. He scored fucking one goal at Anfield last season. I mean, as I say, he's fucking he's a Premier League champion. You know, he's won the Champions League, so you can't really coat him off too much. But fuck me, I'll give him my best shot, though, mate. You know what I mean? You no, know, absolutely. Mate. What, yeah, what won't I say, mate? What won't I say? Exactly. That's what I mean. Like again, on uh, on Twitter last night, Harry Kane scored his two hundredth goal for Spurs. In uh, he didn't do it on Twitter. He did it in Ludogorets. But two um, hundredth goal in three hundred games. I think it was BT Sport or someone just tweeted out a graphic saying, oh, you know, phenomenal player and all that. The replies were Liverpool fans saying, yeah, but how many trophies? Or, you know, show us the trophies now. Whereas you can't just say, like, yeah, fair play, that's pretty fucking good. It's it's very bizarre. Um, and I Again, mean, I'd expect Arsenal fans and Chelsea fans were their rivals fair play to be in those replies calling them a fraud or whatever. But it's just Liverpool fans again. It's... I don't know, there is, there is something... I haven't really been able to put my finger on it other than, you know, there's that golden boot race. I wonder even if, like, the Liverpool players themselves have some culpability in this because there was that... The, it it all got quite unsavoury, the golden boot thing with Salah. Very and much so, yeah. The, the way in which I sort of thought... Because I, I do... We'll get onto the penalty stuff with... Lalana and with the net break in a, in a bit more detail but um just sort of leading up into that like I, I do know there is this like we're obviously very protective of Kane right and I do think there's a level and I think we've seen as it. we should be <laughs> he's everything yeah and I think there's a there's a certain like I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a, 
it's a very raw nerve for for Spurs fans. He's he's you know he's our boy, A R E boy. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And it almost feels like someone's having a dig at a member of your family or something, and it, yeah. it it does it does hurt, and we do have to sort of you know jump to his defence. But I just thought like you know shelving that as best I can, shelving my sort of biases towards that. I did think just on a on a very sort of professional level, it was very bizarre and almost a bit sinister the way in which. A lot of Liverpool fan, a lot of Liverpool players on their personal channels Honestly, were all like, yeah. "We're all digging him out." Yeah, it, it just seemed very weird. It seemed very like childish and bullyish. I can't really think of similar examples. No, that's the thing. That's that's what I found so absolutely bizarre about it, and it it did make me wonder if there was something like you know, if they all knew how much it meant to to Mo Salah to win it and so yeah. they were all kind of keep him happy as the golden goose if you like I don't remember and... seeing any Tottenham players write anything about Salah on Instagram no you know it's, it's almost, like they're, almost but... like they're adults with lives and when you do start to open this up a bit like it does just seem to be and I, I don't know if this is like something that may maybe we're just experiencing this for the first time because Kane probably is like we've we've had Bale in the past, but we only had a world class Gareth Bale for you know a season and a half or so. You know, Modric never yeah. really had the profile of being like you know. Yeah, we've had some great players basically, yeah, but like really, I don't think in my lifetime we've ever had a. A stratospheric player like we've One had of the with best Kane. in the world. Yeah, it, yeah. exactly. For like a number of years, literally like top five, top ten players yeah. in the world. Probably, I would honestly probably say the best player in the world right now at this point in On time. Form. I mean, yeah. you know, Messi's scored I think seven goals this season. They've all been penalties, so you know he's a fraud. Yeah, he is. You know, regardless, Ronaldo's had coronavirus for a month, so you know. And he's, How can you be if you can't go within two metres? He's a dodgy geezer as well, anyway. So you know, we'll to put it very lightly, Jack, yeah, paint, we'll paint him out of history. But um, you know, <laughs> and maybe this is maybe this is just what happens. You know, I'm sure a lot of United fans would say yeah. Rooney had his fair share of it. But you know, Rooney was out doing dodgy stuff. Chelsea very fans might so, say yeah. Terry That's and Lampard thing, had it, but. You know, I, yeah. Liverpool fans. fans might say Gerard had it, so maybe this is maybe this is just par for the course. But it it does seem to be that there's this, be it the the time when literally the FA's own official account, or I think it was the FA Cup account, wasn't it? Tweeted something about Harry Kane bottling something and. Yeah, yeah. The, the FA themselves, yeah. It, 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 do you know what I mean? Oh, the like, England captain, the fucking yeah. England captain. You know, there's it was just... weird, man. And as we've seen most sort of recently with the ESPN stuff, there's just... There's this very strange, just like loathing, like hatred of yeah. him. That yeah. It's, it's hard to know. Maybe, maybe there's something that we don't know. Maybe there's something that everybody in football knows. Every, yeah. That... Yeah. Apart we from, don't apart from me and you you know but <laughs> it's, it is very odd that ESPN thing was fucking weird as well it, yeah. I just don't get it I don't know if I don't know who the, the, the two supported 
Um, but the the, uh, the female presenter at the time, I can't remember either of their names. She said uh, when the I think it was a producer saying, "Oh, right, we're gonna talk about Harry Kane now because I think he moved into the top ten Premier League goal scorers of all time," which you know is pretty pretty decent little uh, landmark that you think you'd be happy to talk about. And she said something like, "Oh, do we really have to talk about him?" I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, for one, it's your job; you're a football presenter, and two, the take of the piss out of his voice thing was just bizarre. But it was that remark that I was just like, "Well, that's just such a weird thing to say." It is very bizarre. I mean, I, I, I sort of, I had some mixed feelings on on that. In like, I think first of all, don't get me wrong. I think like the the way in which they went after him, they were talking about like, I mean, I think personally, maybe people have overstated how much they were really making sort of problematic comments about speech and oh, 100%, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why, I literally, I literally, that's why I literally didn't mention that bit. I, yeah. The bit I found weird was when she said, oh, I don't really have to talk about him. Yeah, and no, I, <laughs> so I... I find that weirder than anything. And like, um, you know, like has sort of been said, I think there's a, a, an uncomfortable glee, I think people have, like, found him wanting to, like, Sack him, sack him. Make sure these people lose their jobs because that's th- ridiculous. Obviously, yeah. Because yeah, I think like one of the biggest sort of nuances to this is, for all intents and purposes, like they weren't, they they didn't think they were on air. Like it's it's. I it's, know, I know, yeah. It's and I know this is falling into like Donald Trump locker room chat type territory. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. But, he but didn't the jack. He didn't the jack. As I've been telling you for years, he didn't know he's been recorded. <laughs> but, <laughs> But it, it 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 kind of is in that thing. But at the same time, like you know, we sort of you know, you and I, we both work in a sort of in, in a similar industry, and there are just certain things you you know there are certain ways you don't talk course, and yeah. act in a professional setting in any sort as of setting. As I say, like as I as I, I'll just say. Nobody's going to listen to this from work, obviously. But Nobody's these are very much these are very much my these are very much my views. And I, I realise I've called several uh, <laughs> current players and managers a cunt, which wouldn't look great on who I work for. So these are all very much my views. I'll just say that all views. Oh, I obviously wouldn't do this if it was a fucking mirror podcast. <laughs> you might do, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I... Well, I might do, but you know, then I'd get cancelled on Twitter. But you, but you're, you're an edge lord, aren't you, mate? That's it. Like, Very much. Live so. on the edge. <laughs> loads of edge. Loads of edge lords work for the fucking mainstream media. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, but it, it, it is hard to 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 know with Kane. I mean. On the on the incident, like people are sort of being very quick to compare it to the to the Cresswell thing. I don't. I think they they look similar, but even that in itself is a bit of a reach. The Cresswell thing was bad. And he got punished for it at the time. Yeah. This one with Lalana, like people said, oh, he's had a look there. He knows what he's doing. But he's had a look because he's seen Lalana's running in behind him, and he's judging to get the ball. I don't, yeah. I don't buy this. Like even people have said, oh, he's being clever. He's, do-. I don't think he's being clever or anything. I just think he's doing what he does, which is getting himself into a position to get the ball. And then Adam Lalana, like a fucking dope, has jumped just into ran, him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Uh, but again. Number nines and centre forwards, maybe that's more of a more of an old fashioned thing. I've been doing that for decades, yeah, absolutely decades. When the ball's in the air and they're, in this case it was Adam Lallana, so it's not. But when the ball's in the air and they're up against a bigger centre half, they're not going to win the ball off or anything like that. 
they've been doing that for decades to win the ball or win a free kick or something like that. And it just seems to be, even recently, the last few seasons you've seen it. I can't think of any specific examples because I've made it up, but there will be some. But you've had, I think a lot of it is just because it, it was Harry Kane. And the conversation starts with people who already don't like him talking about it on Twitter. Then that feeds into, you know, journalists and others giving their views and opinions on it. I don't think anyone would be talking about it if it was anyone else. No. I mean, they've they've even hauled him out over the coals and, like, had him answer questions about it. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, it's preposterous. <laughs> like, it's... I, I don't even concede, like... I, I don't concede a, an inch on it. Like, when people say, oh, but no. you can... He's he's been fouled, and that's the only way I can see it. And you can compare it to the like I say, people have compared it to the Cresswell one, which I can look at objectively and be like, yeah, Harry Kane has fouled Cresswell there. Harry Kane has gone into Cresswell as he's hmm. jumping. He's tried to be as people have said clever and what have yeah. you, and try and win a foul, but actually ended up fouling Cresswell himself. In this instance, he's just been fouled, and. A referee saw it, and a VAR official saw it, and they decided it was a penalty because that's their job, and it was a foul. I mean, I can't believe it's been such a talking point. I really can't. It's bizarre, but you know what, mate? When all, when all is said and done, two hundred fucking goals in three hundred games. The bloke yeah. is. We are. We are probably are looking at really the greatest player in the club's history. Hundred percent. I don't. I don't even think that you can argue with that anymore. Because as we know, football started in nineteen ninety two, and I can't think of any better player since nineteen ninety two that come anywhere close for either longevity or talent or the fact that he is fucking one of our own. And we didn't pay any money for him. We didn't bring him in on some massive transfer. He just came through the academy, went on loan at fucking Norwich and Leighton Orient and Leicester. A good Easter egg that I found out, some people might know this, you might know this, I only found out a couple of weeks ago, that Harry Kane was on the pitch for Leicester on during that Deeney goal, the Watford playoff. Was he? Yeah. I didn't know Leicester. that. That's <laughs> decent. That's fucking blew my mind, that. Just seems like two completely different eras of players. That's absolutely bizarre. They hate right. him as well, didn't they, Leicester? Leicester absolutely hate him, yeah, because of the title race. Uh, and Vard, yeah, that fucking Vard. Remember Harry Kane tweeted that thing of the Lions, didn't he? That was quite After that, he, he probably was asking for... for That was stupid, wasn't it? Yeah. I loved it at the time, but fucking hell. Of course. And then, yeah, Vardy. But, I mean, fucking hell. Again, Vardy, as soon as the final whistle went, they won the league, tweeted a picture of fucking Simba. Rattled him, didn't it? Falling off a cliff. Fucking celebrate winning the league, man. You're, again, you're thinking about Harry Kane when you've just won the league. He just he has a habit of just getting to people, doesn't he? Do you think he really does? Yeah, he does. I think it's, it's just because he's he's that he's that fella, isn't he? That just like just has this unwavering kind of confidence and belief that like I think it irritates people that because I, I think like we, we, even Spurs fans like I, I see even Spurs fans like at the first opportunity. They're very quick to be like, oh, no, Kane. You know, the past couple of years, people have been like, no, Kane's done, he's finished. He's he's a Falcao, he's a Torres, he's a... Yeah. But he's still scoring loads of goals, lads. And everyone That was is... before this season. I mean, they've all shut up now. Yeah. I mean, even Spurs fans, that's just fucking unforgivable. Posting memes about Harry Kane and about how he's done and fucking... We won't even go into the 
Danny Ings, Andre Gray thing, but and the what, the, just... the the stats bomb spreadsheet yeah. saying this is now just an objectively yeah. bad an objectively bad footballer. I mean, I don't think it was that. I think it was a uh, a I think it was something like a slightly above average Premier League striker, and they compared him. They said it was similar to Danny Ings and Andre Gray last season. Oh, that, that's that's a different one, mate. There's a oh, is that a different one? Was it? So that uh, that was Kaylee. Um, I'll, I'll, yes, it I'll was, say yeah. his name. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not scared of saying something. So Michael Kaylee. Um, it looks like a terrifying geezer. Compared him to <laughs> compared him to Danny Ings and Andre Gray. I'm not sure who yeah. it was, but I think it was one of the stats bomb staffers who. Yeah. Uh, yeah, t- tweeted like his I don't know whatever it is that they call them the web things, um, and just no. said yeah he's he is now an objectively bad footballer and they'll do anything apart from watch football those people won't they? They'll form yeah. an opinion in any any possible way apart from just sitting and watching someone play football. It's I don't know it's very it's it's very bizarre. But I mean I you could... watch the lad play football and he's clearly. Whoever, unless we're playing Barcelona and Messi's on, he's the best player on the pitch all the time. Just like clearly, he's by watching it. And I, I realize he set himself a ridiculously high standard with his, you know, first couple of seasons. But fucking hell, I just, there's he, such an effort to he, just write him off. He just has such an aura about him now as well. Like I, I love yeah. that he's one of those players that now, every time he's on the ball around the box, you can actually just see like the opposition players' arseholes going. You know, they're just yeah. like, oh fuck's sake! You know, yeah. there he is, and he's just he he just has that effect on people, and that's, I mean, part of it. Like, yeah, he he does go down pretty easily, as as I maintain that most top players most do. Footballers do yeah. exactly because they want to win. They want to win by any margin, and they really yes, it goes back into Mourinho's whole intelligent cunts thing, right? It's yeah. You know, you got to find these opportunities, identify them, and exploit them where you can. But part of it that I think that people do sort of overlook is that Kane also gets fouled a fuck of a lot because people get scared when he's on the he ball does. around the box. Even um, Southgate this week was saying that he, I think Southgate was asked about that incident, the, the Brighton incident, and he wasn't having any of it. He was saying it, Harry Kane needs more protection. He said he, he gets kicked about more than any player I currently see playing football. He said referees don't do enough to protect him. He gets booted all over the place. He does, yeah, yeah absolutely does, yeah. Partly why he's had so many injuries. Yeah. So Harry Kane, a phenomenon. Um yeah. but we did no beat we did beat Brian. That was good. And we're going into we going into West Brom, which is always a bit of a smelly one, really. It um, fucking absolutely stinks, yeah. I mean, every, everything says that this should be a walkover, that they're awful, that there's nothing really there for them. But, you know, how many times have we seen this this, this play out? I'd, I'd maintain that nobody's ever won a game of football, including West Brom, at the Hawthorns. <laughs> just, yeah. It's just always 1-1. There's no nothing else has ever happened at the Hawthorns. You just kind of go there and then you sort of... You know, like those sort of films where... It's all yeah. It's like a sort of Christopher Nolan film where you don't really know yeah. what's going on when yeah. something leads up to something, and then the characters awake the next day, and you haven't really followed. You you sort of think, have I missed a bit there? Have I yeah. what's going on? And it's and you just 
you just look at the Premier League table and you've got a point, you know? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. It must have been 1-1. Yeah. Because that's... It's, I don't know. It's been, it's been a horrible place for Tottenham for fucking ever. Football, as far as I can footballing remember. Footballing black hole. Like, it genuinely is, yeah. It's absolutely weird. It's like that thing on Men in Black where they stick it in front of you and wipe your memory. <laughs> as soon as you play West Brom. I can't really remember. The only one I can remember is a 3-3. Do you remember that? I think we were 3-0 down and drew 3-3. Poch's first season, I think. Was that when they had Lukaku playing for them? Possibly. Was, I think it was Poch's first season and I think Ericsson scored in the last minute or something to make it 3-3 and we were 3-0 down. That's the only one that sticks out to me. I just I can't really remember us ever winning there. Uh, no, I can't can't remember that game really fully. But yeah, I just I just want them to disappear. I know it was really. pre-Poch. Sorry, it was. I oh, was it. It was uh, yeah Sherwood. Oh, we were three-one down at half time. Drew three-three. Oh fuck, Harry Kane scored. Kane and Eriksson. There you go. Oh fuck! And I almost a penalty. Jesus Christ! That might be, no. It wasn't the salute game, was it? What was the salute? The Sherwood salute. No, Adaboy almost a penalty. So I fucking guess he didn't salute after that. No, wouldn't have done. The wouldn't salute have. game. Uh, <laughs> where the uh, fucking um, oh, who was it? It was at home, wasn't it? I can't remember who it was against. When he when he saluted Sherwood. Yeah, and yeah, Sherwood saluted back, and then I think it's it's probably bankrupt Spurs or someone like that did that. Meme that was major, major bell end reporting for duty, um, <laughs> with Sherwood uh, saluting, which was a pretty decent one. Yeah, oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. How are you? Uh... It's 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 always the ongoing one, but how how are you placed on Spurs winning the league? Like because we are coming up to <laughs> such yeah. a such a, a vile run of fixtures. What what's the it, heart and the mind saying? I th- if we're going to be in with a shout in the relatively close future, it'll be this season because it just seems as chaotic as any anything I can remember. Nobody's running away with it. I think Liverpool were seven points clear this time last season. And realistically, they weren't going to lose. They'd already had it wrapped up, basically, because they weren't going to lose three games, were they, from no. there. And everyone else win the rest. Uh, if it's going to happen, it's going to be this season. It could be us. It could be fucking, I don't know, Leicester. It could be... It's not going to be Man United because they're shy. But nobody's running away with it. And I can't see Man City or Liverpool just going on one of those runs where they win it by five or ten points. I just can't see it. And obviously, Liverpool have now found out what it's like to have an important player get an injury and fuck me you'd think he died looking at all the fucking <laughs> outcry after that happened um, it's, but it's just what we've been going through for years we've, we, we have at least three months a season usually such would not this season without Harry Kane for the last two seasons they've been phenomenal yes but have they had any remotely bad injuries to their starting eleven? I mean they, they haven't maybe they won't again for some time so I think this is going to be the season. If anyone's going to catch them, why not? You'd hope so, wouldn't you? There is, there is still that worry with me because I think, like, I think I heard that they've only, even since Van Dyke's gone, they've only conceded like two goals. And to be fair, they haven't played any anyone big since he's gone. Um, well, even when, even, to be fair, it, it might not be as they'll put it down to that. If they if they don't want to win the league, they'll put it down to that. I'm sure. 
he played in the 7-2 at Aston Villa. That's true. That's but true. Before he got injured, they'd conceded the most in the league, and I think they still have. I mean, but it just seems to be one of those seasons where... And I don't know, I really don't know what's happened to Man City in the last couple of seasons. Because they're just they've gone from just absolutely untouchable, this juggernaut that you shit yourself every time you play, or apart from us, we sometimes do right against them. But they just look so get atable at the moment. And they just, just don't yeah. carry that that uh, fear. It's, like it, if you look it's, on the, fixture, it's the end of that cycle, isn't it, really, I guess, because they've... Potentially, yeah. Company's gone. Fernandinho's basically gone. Silva's gone. Aguero's basically gone. You know, it's just yeah. And again, from them, why I don't think they'll do it again. But they had such a sort of quiet and unassuming transfer window where they I know they brought in a centre half, Diaz from Benfica, I think it was. But there's not going to be many transfer windows where they don't go out and buy one or two of the top twenty players in the world. So. Again, that's you know another reason why this this title race seems to be as wide open as it is. But I mean, as I say, we'll know by Christmas. You know, whether we're in, with a realistic shout with the fixtures we've got coming up could be quite interesting. This, as I looked at it, and I think we've got Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool. I think in the next yeah. six or seven. I looked at it and said that only one of those, I'm certain, we're not going to win is West Brom. I stand by that. It, you, also, did yeah. you know? Did you know the um, our West Brom game is the last fucking pay per view game? Of course it is. Because they've, they've binned it off, haven't they? Of course it is. That's obviously the last fucking pay per view game. That is great. that is that is peak Tottenham, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right there, right there. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, we've binned it off, but, but we're yeah. not going to bend it off until you've not watched Tottenham. Until Spurs. Probably, you know, well, hope, hopefully, like we're saying, though, like we're saying, it is with the Hawthorns being football black hole, um, mm. that given it's on pay per view, at least we don't have it in front of the eyes of a nation when we lose, like, this is our 7 2 game or something like that. Well, do you yeah. know what I mean? Again, I mean, the thing I heard that convinced me that it's not going to go well is they haven't won a game yet this season. Uh, you know, do, do, yeah. do you know, I tell you what does, although. It does seem to be there are signs that things are approaching some sort of normality in terms of the way games play out at the moment. I still do. I don't know if you have the same. I still have in the back of my head that like, fuck, we're we're gonna get one of those. Like you know, like Liverpool seven two or us doing the six one to United. There's still that little bit in the back of my head that's like. I reckon we might be on yeah. the receiving end of one of those this season. I mean, we had our own 7-2 last season in the Champions League. That's true. We hope that was ours. That's true. We hope that was ours. But, I, I could, yeah, we're, we're probably going to get one. Everyone seems to be getting one. A, video, a proper, like, video nasty. As long as it's not yeah. against the, the scum, then, you know, who are yeah. who are apparently top three candidates, according to the BT Sports Writers podcast today. Really? Yeah. Apparently, our... Arteta is capable of building them a dynasty once again, comparable to Wenger. <laughs> it's just I think they're fucking so boring now. At least they used to be. At least they used to be a little bit fun. You know, they used to concede a hatful. They used to score a hatful. They're just boring again. There's a real AVBness about him. I find yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah, there is yeah. Where I mean, I loved AVB at the time, or at least I sort of like wanted to, and. Mm. 
you do kind of like, in hindsight, there is just that bit of you, it's like, I mean, he talked a good game, and he was pretty handsome, and yeah. I kind of get that They're vibe of Arteta a bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where he's very well I... presented on paper, everything. He's, you, like, we've all got those colleagues, I, I won't ask you to name them whilst you're on here, Con, but on. we've all got those colleagues that we know that, like, they're the ones that they speak well in meetings. They're very sort of oh, fucking hell, yeah. good about the place. They sort of like they've got all the chat, everything. But when it actually comes to doing their job, to doing the work, you're yeah. always like, this fella's shite. One million percent, mate. Yeah, I'm very much aware of that. And Arteta is, he is, I don't think he's shite. That's not fair. Arsenal are a bit better no, now. He is. But. It, you know, I'm just if if we could swap our squads entirely. So if there was no sort of bias, if we had their squad and they had ours, I would honestly be looking at it thinking, "Fucking hell, they're a million years ahead of us." But yes, absolutely, yeah. But we still have this seemingly this inbuilt fear of because we're like the little brother or whatever it is, where we still just. Yeah, they signed party, and I saw like Spurs fans. Oh, that's it! They're back. They're going to take it this oh, no, year. Yeah. They're oh, they got Obama Young. They signed Obama Young on a contract extent. Oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, they've got Saka coming through the ranks. Oh no, that you know. There's always something. Yeah. There's always this fear that and Saka, like all those players listed, are great. Like party looks very good. Obama Young, yeah. I think, maybe actually, potentially had his swung swan song season last year. And they've yeah. signed him up now for like what three hundred three hundred grand a week, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just, a thirty-one-year-old for four years. He doesn't seem to quite have that sharpness about him. That I think he's got. He's got. I think he's got one goal in, and there's a penalty. Yeah. And in, I mean, I know what, people be, seven or eight games yeah. since he signed his contract. But the funny thing is, people now are focusing on like, wow, it's because Arteta's putting him out on the wing. But he was doing that last season as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he was yeah. drifting in, and he was making intelligent runs and he was creating space for himself in a way that I thought fucking hell actually he's adapting to like the fact he's getting older he's lost a bit of his pace that he had and mm. people always said he wouldn't be able to perform at a top level once he'd lost his pace but he actually seemed to be doing an admirable job of it last year but this year I just sort of look at him and think like you just kind of have that look of a bit of a it's, it's sort of got that whiff of like Toby or the Wyreld about it, where you're suddenly like, oh, you're not quite yeah, what you were. I you don't, uh, I don't know. I'm still very much in the feeling of we're far safer and better when when he's playing. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Wyreld, that is. He's our best defender still. Like, yeah, I know what you mean about his, you know, but you you compare him as to where, as he was, who he was, yeah, two or know. three years ago. But when he's not in the in the team, it's a, it's a big difference. You, I do think you need an old head there. You can't just have Dyer and Sanchez there. But I mean, the good thing is Tanganga's went back, who was absolutely phenomenal last season when he played, and he's back in training now. And I, literally, I think people forgot. I definitely forgot about him. Yeah. For the last couple of months, when I'm thinking about our squad and who should be starting and pairing with who and whatever, I literally forgot about him because he's been injured for so long. But he was fucking class. He's mustard. Yeah, yeah I, re- I can't wait to have it. Can't wait to have him back and fight him for a start because he's he was absolutely brilliant. And I think Jose likes him. And I think if he's if he's back and he plays like he was last season, he'll be he'll be there with Toby. I think. Maybe. 
Then again, I don't know. Jose loves Dyer. So. He does love Dyer. It's one of his generals. Fucking loves him, yeah. I, I think it's mostly because he speaks Portuguese. I reckon so. But he absolutely loves him. It's, it's probably something like that, isn't it? They can talk about those mm-hmm. little custard tarts and the milky coffees that they have in Portugal. Yeah. Things like that. So, again, I'm, I've not... I've criticised Dyer, you know. But I, have, I do absolutely love him and I do really want him to be there and at the forefront of it if we do go on to win things and yeah. get great results because I'm happier when he's in the team and we do well than when he's not because I really like him and I think he deserves it after oh. the last four or five years. I want us to win the double this year so we can appropriate the old double, double, double. Yeah. Eric Dyer has won the double. Yeah. Do you know I mean, I just, mean? yeah. He's just one of those players. I absolutely love him. That's, that's that. the only reason I want us to win the double. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the only just yeah. So we can sing about Eric Dyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we don't need to wish, mate, because it is it's going to happen. It's fucking on, Connor. It's fucking on, well, mate. One thing I fucking completely forgot about again was the Carabao Cup, which I maintain would be fucking class to win. Springboard, but we're as I said, yeah, again, but we're in the quarterfinals. I think the fixtures run out today, which is I think we're playing twenty third of December uh, away at Stoke. And if we win that from the semis, uh, we could get either Newcastle or Brentford, depending on who wins out of that in the semis. And we're in the final. We'll smash them both, to be honest. Well, so, yeah, I know that. But. You know, but... Also, City have got Arsenal, so one of them would be out. That's it. That's it. But that's like a real, real tangible chance of a trophy that I literally forgot about until this morning when I saw the fixtures come out. It's quite easy to forget about the League Cup, to be fair. But it is, I know. But I fucking love to win it. Yeah, of course. And and the idea that I think does stand at you know Guardiola always says it's a it's a springboard. It's an early piece of silverware. Yeah, that they gives always you, win it. Gives you a bit of belief and pushes you on. Yeah. You know. So yeah, but that feels like a nice little place to to bring things to a close, Mister Marmory. Yeah, thank you, indeed. thank you very much for for joining us on Royal Anytime, Reason. Jack. It's, it's, it's about the third time you've been on now. Third, it is, time, yeah. I've been yeah. on a few times now. Yeah, yeah. So, old hat, old hat. Oh, yeah. All right. Then. Your, uh, <laughs> your, your girlfriend, as uh, Erlen Harlan calls it, don't they? With his, his oh, the ball. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. fucking weird. Though. He's a weird. He's see. a weird bloke. He's absolutely not a human being. Have you seen him? He, not a chance. He's a murderer. I think. <laughs> his face. He's got. There's just nothing behind the eyes. Do you know what I mean? It's just he's he, fucking. Le- he's been designed in a lab by, and I don't know if you've read Ian Brown's Twitter feed uh, <laughs> recently, but I bet Bill Gates is behind it. <laughs> oh, poor old Ian bet. Brown! You can't even you can't even blame it on like narcotics of Ian Brown either, can you? It's just been a been a bastard. Just fucking old and weird, mate. Yeah. It well, comes to us all, as I'm sure you know. Well, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, thanks a lot for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. uh, Anytime, mate. Thank you very much. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.